amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So the legal battle is everything. We know that, especially because of what the Democrats are trying to do. And do we have a chance to fight and actually get the votes count the right way? Joining me now to talk about this legal battle uh, is one of those that sits on the legal team uh, for President Trump, and that is uh, Jordan Seculo, a dear friend of mine. Uh, Jordan, I appreciate you coming on again. Uh, I want you to give an overview for people. Where are we right now? Because you can see a rush to a coronation by the media in places like Arizona and Georgia, Nevada and Pennsylvania. But but where are we actually legally? Let's talk about that first. Sure. Sure. So in Arizona, I mean, we still have a significant amount of votes to be counted. And you've got the president who's actually gaining votes there, needs to gain them at a higher number. Uh, but, you know, we need to keep Arizona in play uh, or Nevada. Uh, we've got North Carolina. Georgia is on the slightest of margins. And because of that, I mean, there's going to be a recount and – and uh, when you're at that small of a number, uh, you know, recounts can actually have an impact. And then it really comes down to, Ben, you know, with North Carolina strong and, and everywhere else, it, it comes down to what happens in Pennsylvania. And that's where a lot of the core – there's other core challenges happening in Nevada and in, 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 in uh, Arizona, Pennsylvania, multiple lawsuits there at the state level. And uh, we've got a case up at the Supreme Court right now about the late uh, ballots and how the state legislature never changed the law on those ballot dates, but the court, state court did. And the Supreme Court did not uh, issue a state uh, on that. But what I think they're looking for now is to see if Pennsylvania is still going to be the de- decisive state. If so, I could see the Supreme Court taking up the case very quickly but they're waiting, just like all of us, to see these tabulations, at least the initial tabulations, come in. Oftentimes, the major legal challenges don't begin until after at least you've got you know, the majority of the votes counted, you know, where they're at least at 100 percent. You look at Pennsylvania, Jordan, and, and one of the things that I think has been so frustrating uh, is – just the lack of transparency. Poll watchers have not been allowed to watch. They've been forced to stay far away. They've been uh, counting votes in in secret. They were supposed to separate votes that came in after 8 o'clock at night on election night and not commingle with them. And that was done as well. Do we know how many votes came in that were supposed to be set aside that came in after 8 o'clock at night on election night in Pennsylvania? 
No, like right now, Philadelphia is saying, oh, like today we only got like a thousand. So like in the three days, this would be the last day of the three days. So that's fine today. But what did you get the other two days? And have you segregated them? And our poll watchers, I've been on the phone with people like former Florida Attorney General Pam Bondi who's on the ground in Philadelphia. They were not allowed to see at all, even when they were allowed in. And they got court orders to be allowed in. Uh, to be within six feet. So they couldn't even really see what the people were doing with the votes. I mean, they were just in a big room. So far away, you'd need binoculars. That's not allowed. And so I think what we learned from this, regardless of how it turns out, Ben, is that this mail-in ballot scheme was the steal. And I know it's a strong word, but that was how they were able, if they are successful, to steal this from uh, the White House. It didn't work at the local level. It didn't work at uh, races that are more personal, because that's why I think you see the Senate still in play, looking pretty good for Republicans, and the House Republicans gaining seats. But they knew the big prize was the White House, and mail-in ballots, uh, you know, it just it gave the Democrats an edge. There are more Democrats registered in most states in the country than Republicans going back in history. So wow. if you give them all a ballot and they don't have to do and they can come back and correct it in a lot of these places. So like one thing we're looking at in Pennsylvania is that counties for Biden were calling people and saying, hey, you need to come back and correct your ballot. And they were only doing that in the Biden-friendly counties and in the, in the Trump-friendly counties in Pennsylvania. If you didn't do something right with your ballot, they weren't getting the phone calls out. So, I mean, it's stuff like that where when you have elections on such small margins that that can play a huge role. The question is, President Trump's campaign has had to has to be successful enough in these states that we're talking about so much like Arizona or Nevada, uh, Georgia, to keep Pennsylvania in play. Because I think Pennsylvania, if it is what we call like the defining state, that's the defining state then the Supreme Court is more likely to hear the case and get involved. If Joe Biden is able to get to 270 without Pennsylvania, the Supreme Court has no need to weigh in. As you would see, they don't want to weigh in in these cases unless they have to. They did in Bush versus Gore because it came down to one state. That is the goal right now, if you are a Trump supporter, is getting this down to making this all about Pennsylvania. You look at what happened, uh, for example, my guest is Jordan Sekulow. He's a good friend of the show and obviously part of the Trump legal team. Uh, we, we got this uh, report that came in today from the Michigan GOP chair uh, talking about how they had a major computer software glitch that was used in 47 counties, uh, where yeah. at least in one county it sent 6,000-plus Trump votes to Biden. Uh, I want you to hear this and then get your reaction. If all this wasn't yeah. enough... In Antrim County, ballots were counted for Democrats that were meant for Republicans, causing a 6,000-vote swing against our candidates. The county clerk came forward and said tabulating software glitched and caused a miscalculation of the votes. Since then, we have now discovered that 47 counties use this same software in the same capacity. Antrim County had to hand count all of the ballots, and these counties that use this software need to closely examine their results for similar discrepancies. 
The people of Michigan deserve a transparent and open process. You hear that, and and you think, okay, yep. well, if this was in 47 counties, Jordan, and 6,000 votes went for the wrong guy, that could be the entire state. Yes, it could. And so what do you need to do there? We have the RNC. They'll be filing lawsuits along with the state party. Um, again, uh, I always say this, courts are your last resort on any matter, especially elections. And they are they are very weary to try and get involved. So you've got to have instances like that where she can then prove to the court, this happened here, so I have the evidence. That's very important to the court, so you're not just making an allegation. Here's the actual evidence, and if this was in 47 other places, shouldn't they do the same thing we did, which was go through back and hand-check every single ballot? And I know that that will extend you know, this election. I know people want to know who won. But if you're a Trump supporter right now, you're looking for all those possible, whether they were glitches, whether they were intentional fraud, and whether it was, um, again, just conduct that is not lawful. So we always say, and we're very clear, we have no problem with every lawful vote being counted, even if that means that Joe Biden becomes president of the United States, even if that means that we lost the Senate or lost more House seats. But the key word there is lawful votes. And there are a lot of votes every election cycle, especially in presidentials, that aren't lawful. And that's because they aren't filled out correctly. Uh, they, they, aren't, uh, they aren't done correctly. They aren't signed correctly. People p- put too many candidates down. They don't mark it right. They don't use the right uh, – uh, they don't follow the instructions. And if you don't follow the instructions, the vote gets cast aside. What they've changed in a lot of these blue states is that they can let people come back and correct this. And that's causing trouble, too. So I think, listen, it's it's not over. Uh, Joe Biden might try to claim that, like, because of the network that did. But it's certainly not over until the legal challenges are totally exhausted. And we're really just beginning those. Because, like I said, I want your audience to know, the courts don't really get involved until there's at least a final count. So that it's really about, like, okay, what ballots are we looking at? What are we looking for specifically? And... And is it outcome determinative? Because if it's not, the court is not going to take up a case out of Pennsylvania if Joe Biden has got uh, three states, uh, you know, that he and so he's way past 270. But but that is the goal right now, I think, of Republicans. You, yes, you fight those battles in Michigan. You fight these battles in, in Arizona, Nevada, Georgia with the recount. But but we have got to keep Pennsylvania uh, as the determinative state right now, in my opinion, because that is where we have the best uh, legal options, many options uh, that will only work if those states stay within the margins where most networks and most people will not accept Joe Biden declaring victory, even if he just tries to do it tonight. Yeah. And, you know, one of the most interesting things, Jordan, that you just said, and I really appreciate you coming on is is the part you just said there about the victory aspect of this. The Philadelphia mayor, and this just tells you about this rush to make him be present, even though it hasn't been called, to force people into submission on this. The Philadelphia mayor, Jim Kenney, uh, had this to say in Philadelphia. Now, in Philadelphia, they're counting votes. He's trying to tell you there's confidence in the vote counting in Georgia. They haven't come up with it in Philadelphia. They haven't come up with an actual vote number yet, right? They haven't said it's 100% yet. They're still counting votes. And while they're counting votes, and he's telling the people of Philadelphia to have confidence in the system, 
The Philadelphia mayor says this to the President of the United States of America. You know, I think what the President needs to do is, frankly, put his big boy pants on. He needs to acknowledge the fact that he lost, and he needs to congratulate the winner, just as Jimmy Carter did, just as George H.W. Bush did, and, frankly, just as Al Gore did, and stop this and let us move forward as a country. And that's my feeling. I doubt he'll listen to me, but that's it. This is a mayor who is coming out to talk about the vote counting that's going on. The counting that's going on. And then he's saying, well, it's over. Well, why would I trust you? You're, t- you're forcing the president to concede an election when you haven't even given us the total va- you know, tally of your votes yet. This is what we are up against, folks. This is how ridiculous this has gotten. I want to tell you real quick about Patriot Mobile. If you have a cell phone and your cell phone is with AT&T or Verizon, you need to check out Patriot Mobile. They're an incredible sponsor of the show, and they do some really cool work. They actually take 5% of your bill every month at no extra cost to you, and they give it back to conservative causes that you choose to support. Now, why do they do this? It's because AT&T and Verizon have have actually helped more than 10,000 Democrats get elected to office. AT&T and Verizon have also given huge donations repeatedly repeatedly to Planned Parenthood, the number one abortion provider in the country. So you need to make the switch. Nationwide coverage, unlimited talk and text, and you save money over what you're paying right now. Plus, 5% of your bill every single month goes back to support First and Second Amendment rights and the rights of the unborn in this country. How do you make the switch? It's easy. You get to keep your same cell phone or upgrade to a new one if you want to. You get to keep your same cell phone number. All you got to do is call them, use my name, Ben. You'll also get free activation. Go online to patriotmobile.com slash Ben. That's patriotmobile.com slash Ben. Or call them, 1-800-A-PATRIOT. That's 1-800-A-PATRIOT. 1-800-A-PATRIOT. Or patriotmobile.com slash Ben. Jordan, I want to get back to another aspect of the conversation, and that is going to obviously be the politics of this. We know now in prime time, and of course everybody will carry this, no one will break away from it, unlike when Donald Trump has spoken after the election. Uh, We know that they're going to have uh, this prime time event at 8 o'clock Eastern time tonight, where not just Biden but also Harris are going to speak. We are already seeing celebrations in the streets in Philadelphia, uh, and we're seeing news organizations now coming out. Uh, the Decision Desk headquarters has declared Biden the winner after giving him Pennsylvania. Uh, this is the, the first major outlet to make a call in the race. Uh, and the Decision Desk HQ has already declared, as we're talking right now, Democratic President Trump, Joe Biden, the winner of the 2020 presidential election. And I think that's part of their campaign strategy here is, hey, go out there and say it's already over. Uh, go out and celebrate, and then anything yep. that the conservatives are saying or the Trump t- team is saying or the Trump legal team is saying, people will just treat it like they're trying to, quote, steal an election. Your reaction? Yes, I think that that, that, that's the, that is the, of course, that's what they are trying to do, is if they wanted to close this up by the end of the week, that's what looks like what they're trying to do right now. And we know in these uh, when you insert a new kind of voting into a majority of states like mail-in voting, that that is, uh, that is going to be more difficult to do. We already thought that this would, the counting, unless there were landslides, 
there were in some states that you can just declare victories and in and, and most, but there are going to be a few in the states that are usually close that because of the mail-in ballots, it was going to take a lot longer. It was going to add legal issues that were already being filed on both sides. But you're right. If they can, if the American people lose attention, and I'm not talking about President Trump's top supporters, and I'm not even talking about President Biden's top supporters. I'm talking about just average day folks who, yeah, they may have wanted President Trump to win, but, you know, they got to move on with life. They're not going to watch cable news uh, for another week, 20 hours a day. Uh, they've got to kind of move on and figure out their life. So I think that is the goal. And the goal of the Trump team is to undermine that by saying, you are doing exactly what you thought uh, our guy would do, which is declare some huge victory, instead of saying what he did say, which it looked like we were going to win, which it did when he said the statement, uh, President Trump, three days ago that night. And now you've got Joe Biden who's going to go out and do exactly what they were accusing, which is typical of them, of, uh, of going after and, and, uh, and declaring victory before most news networks have actually declared his victory. And before a lot of counting and recounting is done, I'd be interesting to know which state he's claiming is the state that has put him over to the 270 number. Are they going to actually explain that if he does, in fact, try to claim total victory tonight? And then, and then I, on top of this, I am very nervous. I just tweeted out before coming on with you, Ben, about what uh, uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez said. She basically said she's developing a list of all Trump supporters and all their social media statements and photos and their, uh, their uh, opinion pieces because they, they should be shamed for life, you know, that they empowered this person. So we're going to be having to deal potentially with that as well. Of course, and I think we can beat that back pretty aggressively. But if those are the kind of leaders that emerge from the Democrat Party, because it's certainly not Pelosi and Schumer, they failed their parties. Uh, since uh, Biden carried states that Trump did in 2016, they should have had more pickups. The Senate should have gone Democrat. And the fact that's still in play and favoring Republicans just tells you how much Schumer failed and how much Pelosi failed. So if the new party is the Kamala Harris AOC party. I mean, I, I feel pretty good that, you know, regardless of this election, I'm still, we're still fighting hard for Trump. I'm losing my voice doing it. Um, is we're ultimately, we're going to be in a four-year battle, but I think it's a four-year battle. We're going to win in the midterms. So we'll have a two, you will have a, uh, a midterm victory in two years, add more Senate seats, add more House seats, maybe take back the House. And then we're going to probably be running against Kamala Harris, to be honest. And, if, she's, if she governs as liberal as she's promised to, I think, again, we're going to have a really good shot at taking, taking this country and getting it back on track again. And you know what? If it's only those few years and we keep the Senate, we can keep a lot of bad things from happening between now and then. That was going to be my last question because I know you got to go and rest your voice. But, uh, you know, I'm, there are many people saying, Ben, are we going to lose the Senate if we lose the White House? Um, based on what you have seen, what do you believe is going to happen there? Listen, I mean, we've got Alaska. Some states, won't, they won't call that yet, but, I mean, we, we have Alaska. So, really, we're, we're, like, at 49. So, it's really coming down to the two Georgia runoffs. And I know I'm involved with some groups as their attorneys uh, who are going to be spending heavily. Republicans get how important it will be to keep the Senate. And, and those races are both on January 6th, the runoffs. How important it will be to keep the Senate 
Republican when you have a Democrat House, though it's lost seats, Pelosi lost seats, uh, and a Democrat president. That's what keeps away the tax hikes. That's what stops the Green New Deal. That's what stops the ban on fracking. And it, and it really does. As you could saw the first four years of the president, you have to be very creative to get things done. He did. And, of course, uh, with the Senate, you can be very tough on any kind of nominees they have to put forward to get it to be advised and consent of the Senate. For the Trump uh, supporters out there, we need to get through this weekend without backing down. We need to get through this weekend without backing down. And that is a, a very clear message uh, from the campaign on, uh, from the top. No doubt. It's going to be. And, and look, it's it's counting votes. I mean, even this lawsuit that we've seen where they had twenty one thousand plus dead voters on the on the on the registrar uh, is insane to me uh, in Philadelphia. And you look at these numbers and you sit there going, how is this even possible that you have twenty one thousand dead people on Pennsylvania voter rolls? And yet there they are. Yeah, because they don't purge them except for every like decade or two. So, I mean, that's that's how. And then when you mail out ballots. Anybody who's on the list, there's your fraud problem right there. Jordan, keep us updated. Thank you, brother. Good to talk to you. Will do. Thanks, Ben. You know, if there's any takeaway from what we have learned today, it is this. The Democrats do not care about voter integrity. They don't care about organized voting. They don't care about if it is fair Uh, and how the voting happens. They don't care if your vote is canceled out by someone's vote that shouldn't be counted, as long as their guy wins. That's it. You know, this fix was on from back in the day when Hillary Clinton, what was that, Diaz, back in April? I think it was April the 5th or April the 6th, said, you know, we don't know where COVID will be in November, right? But no matter where COVID is, we need to make sure that everybody can vote. Remember all that. Remember that. They saw an opportunity here. The legal team saw an opportunity, and they went out there and they grabbed it. Because they realized that we can use COVID to fundamentally change the way that we vote. And we can send out these ballots and we can canvas and carpet bomb liberal areas and maybe, just maybe, we'll get a bunch of people to send them back in. I'm a realist and I think that it's a Uh, very, very much an uphill battle from the president. I think that's what you could hear from Jordan there as well. I think the fix was in months ago, and we're just now realizing how bad it is. I think this election was not done the way it was supposed to be done. And I think the fear-mongering of COVID, they knew they could use it as a a prop, and they need to keep COVID alive. By the way, you've noticed how we've, like, heard nothing about COVID in the last week. Have you noticed that, especially since the election? We've heard nothing about these riots in the streets. They all disappeared. We've heard nothing about these Portland riots every day. They they send the National Guard and clean it all up now. We don't have any of these, you know, Kumbaya cities. What were they called? The, The city of Chaz or whatever the hell it was called. All that's disappeared. That was all for the election. The insanity that happened 
and it was insanity that happened with this election. With COVID, they realized they could take advantage of it, and they did it. They went to these states, they changed the rules, and they said, let's see what happens, because they knew they had a bad candidate. And, and I think we can obviously say now it worked. It worked big time. This was a huge, huge victory for the Democrats. And the fact that they were able to get a guy that no one showed up to look at, no one showed up to see, no one showed up to even talk to him and Joe Biden. A guy that didn't get campaign at the end, and now, by the way, we know why. Maybe the joke's on us. I thought at first it was honestly Joe Biden. They were protecting Joe Biden from himself. Now I think the fix was on. They knew, you don't need to go out there, bro. We got this. We're seeing a record number of votes come in. This is going to work. You're fine. Just don't screw us over, Joe. Shut up and go back to your basement. Or maybe it wouldn't even matter that. Maybe they just said, Joe, you don't need to campaign because... What we need to happen already happened anyway, Joe. We got you the votes through this mail-in voting scheme, screaming COVID, 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 COVID. We're good. Election day, you're going to win. You know, the statistic that I keep looking at that is just tells you how much this mail-in voting altered and changed a traditional election is the fact that Joe Biden will go down in history as receiving more votes than any other candidate in the history of the United States of America. More than the historic vote that saw unprecedented number of minorities coming out and voting for Barack Obama in 2008. 2008 was a record-setting year. Joe Biden didn't just beat Barack Obama's numbers from 08. He's going to blow them out of the water. You know, someone said to me earlier today, well, the Democrats traded the White House for a very angry Trump mob and hopefully the House and the Senate and the White House again in in two years and then in four years. I don't know. I, I worry because a lot of times Democrats continue to fight and Republicans go back to work. We lay down. We don't fight hard as we should. I'm already watching Republicans just give up, saying, all right, I'm, I'm over it. Let's move on. You know, I don't care about these votes. They, they rigged the system. It's screwed up. Let's move on and just get over it. And, and, I, and, and you can see it already. You can see it with elected members of Congress. They're like, all right, I don't, have to, I don't have to deal with Trump anymore. I'll now be more famous. And look, there's a lot of Republicans that are going to profit from this. There's a lot of Republicans in the establishment that have been in exile for the next the last four years that are going to regain their prominence and their podium. I'll give you a great example. Mitt Romney now is going to become relevant again. You know, there's a lot of Republicans that, 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 that really their careers did not do well. The Bill Crystals of the world who now are saying, all right, we got rid of this Trump guy, and this is what they're thinking, okay? We now get the bully pulpit back, and we now get to go back and be in charge of the party. You're going you're gonna to see a civil war after this election within the Republican movement. You're going to see a cleansing of Trump supporters from the GOP and, and the leadership of the Republican Party. Mark my word. 
And we better pay attention to all of this. You know, the media and what social media is going to do, I'm going to call it right now. If Donald Trump does not pull out this election, I would guess within a couple of weeks, Donald Trump is banned from Twitter. They'll shut down his Facebook and they're going to they're going to stick it to the former president of the United States of America, Donald Trump. They're going to go after anyone associated like a hit list that was a, that was tight or close with this president. They are going to punish me. They are going to punish you. They are going to punish our face, our social media pages, Facebook, Twitter. They're going to shut down almost every person that was a Trump surrogate. They're going to shut down the president of the United States of America. And the proof of it is almost half of the posts, actually now more than half of the posts, that the president has made on Facebook and Twitter, they have already censored them on both sides because they believe he's lost. And now they're like, we don't have to deal with him. And I don't believe. I don't believe. That they would have done this if they thought he was going to win. If they thought he was going to win, they would not make this play. They believe he's going to lose, and now they're like, watch this. Now, the Republicans, and this is the part I'm telling you as we look forward. I think we fight hard this weekend, like like Jordan said, from the legal team. But moving forward, watch your back, folks. Watch how many conservatives bail on what they were claiming they were in favor of. Watch it. I'm telling you, watch it. You are going to see social media silence and social media come after anybody that was not a uh, anybody that was a Trump supporter, a surrogate for the president. I'm telling you right now, get ready for it. It is going to happen. Be ready. And I'll leave it at that. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.